Hey, welcome to Cast 11. And today we have a special guest, Brad Fain of the Fain Signature Group, to join us as we continue and introduce some things regarding discussions on housing, water, growth here in the town. Brad, nice to finally drag you in. Thank you. Glad to be here. A little nervous, but uh, you've been telling me, don't worry about it. It's all good. It's all good. Uh, but I'm uh, excited to tell our story. Yeah, and that's that's what I'm excited about it. For full disclosure, when talking to everybody and what's going on, um, Talking Last Media, I want to talk about a little bit and why it was created uh, and then go into where we're going with it and its magazine, TG Magazine, uh, and probably a few rabbit holes along the way or out here, gopher holes. Um, so Faint Signature Group created Talking Glass Media, I guess back in 2017, we kind of started working on it. Yeah. Right. Tell us why you guys wanted to create that. Well, it started when you and I were doing something similar to this. Um, we were doing uh, conversations, just talking about different topics. And one day I just asked you, I said, where are we going with this? You know, we do these one-off topics, but they, I was having a hard time at the time seeing the connection between one story and the other. And I think you saw the connection, but me being a beginner, I was just struggling with right. that. And that launched us into a bigger conversation of, well, what can we do if we, if we actually had a purpose behind our mission and not just podcasts or just storytelling, but we actually had a bigger purpose, what would that look like? Right. And that was a conversation you and I were in in 2017, and we kind of hit pause on those podcasts, and we kind of went into design. And you know, I came out of that saying, you know what, I'm really tired of negative news. I go home, I can listen to that all day long. I can write, listen to it on my car ride in, my car ride home. Right. And everything about us is just negative, negative. And I'm like, guy, where are the good stories in the community? And could we design this, whatever it is? At the time, we didn't know what it was. Could we design it around just being positive? And like, I want to hear about the, the high school kid that got a scholarship somewhere. And it's like one of our homegrown uh, kids is going to go to this big university on an academic scholarship or right. maybe an athletic scholarship. Um, where's the little leaguer that maybe hit a home run this weekend? And why can't we celebrate the good stuff that's in the community rather than always focusing on the negative? And that was kind of the whole inspiration for me behind right. it was there's got to be a lot more good that we step over every day. Right. And what would it look like? And would people listen to it if we just had a positive attitude and celebrated the good in things rather than trying to find the fault in everything that's out there. And that's why, for example, signalsaz.com is what we started with, yeah. um, is all positive. I think there's still people we meet that don't realize that it's 100% positive. There's no negativity, yeah. on it, no divisiveness, no political ads. We decide not to take those yep. anymore. That was a learning lesson, right? <laughs> we, we learn along the way, right? We, We're we, not perfect. Yeah, we learned not to take political ads. Yeah. Uh, and then came along TG Magazine. Yeah. Um, and we realized that Prescott Valley needed a voice, but also a different voice for the whole region, I think, is what we were talking about. And along the same lines, positivity, but solutions, being smart, I think, is a big part of that. Um, and now we're shifting a little bit. And I think what people don't understand is this is really new to you and your brother ron yeah typically you guys have been really quiet and um, a part of the community but in the background why now why do you want to come out and start speaking now 
partly because of a lot of coaching from you and mm. that we need to tell our story that by and large, we have a good story to tell. It's a great story. Um, as a family, we've been in the region since the 1800s. Uh, we have a lot to share. We have a history that very few have and, and seeing it when it was uh, all native and wild and, and people rode horseback and that was the main transportation uh, to one man's vision of creating a community and seeing that through his lifetime to becoming the largest community and that there's just some unique stories there. Sure. And I think that with where we went with TG Magazine was not to just be another magazine of storytelling, but to also tap into something that I think you discovered that people were um, earning for, which was, I want to learn something when I read. I don't want to just read a story about something that's going on in the community, but if I can read that and also learn something while I'm reading yep. it, I think you've tapped into that. And so part of this is, is that process of we have something to tell. It's a story. But I think we also have something that we can convey to teach people about where we've been, what we're doing, why we're doing it, where we're going. And I think now more than ever, the the news and the media has reached a level of negativity and cynicism and divisiveness. Right. I mean, we, we, we see it every week in the newspaper. It doesn't matter whether you're picking up the Wall Street Journal, the Arizona Republic, or our local newspapers. Uh, there is always a negative, something that's trying to pull two people apart or two bodies apart, or put one against another. And it's always this win-lose. Here's right. my story, and if you don't believe me, you're wrong, I'm right. And it's like, well, when I was raised and, and watching my dad run the business and <clears throat> how he dealt with issues, right? it's like, well, there's always a middle ground. There's always a place where two people can come together. We might not get everything we want, but we might get enough. And... um and that's okay. And and if we get to a point where we totally disagree, if we do it in a civil and professional way, we can walk away and we can come back and work on another project together. But if we do it in what we're seeing today is this showcase in the media and we let the public be involved, then people never come back together. You see it at the national level. And I always point to that because it's there every night and it's not personal to us, you and me. Right. And you can just see like, wow, look at those two people. They had a public fight and now they never talk again. And I don't want that in our local community because we're small, we're knit, we're growing. Don't get me wrong. And, but we can still be a small knit community from that. We, we say hi to each other. We, we wave to people when we walk or drive down the street. Yeah. Uh, we can put a smile across the street. Uh, you don't get that when you go to big cities and, and I don't want to lose that here. And I think we can still grow, but if we can keep that culture of who we are as a community, um, that's why now, because I think, I think more than ever, we need it. We need a calm voice at the table right. just to say, there's an, there's another way to approach this and we don't have to air our dirty laundry on the public. Uh, we can do it civilly right. and we don't always have to agree and that's okay. Cause we're human. Right. So you, you touched on the magic word, I think, twice, the word grow or growth. Ah. Uh, so I'll, I'll... The forbidden word. The, the forbidden G. <laughs> a couple words to put with that. You got growth. And I'm not saying anything you don't already know extremely well. Water, um, schools, jobs, industry, um, labor, labor force. Yeah. And the, the challenges that were all of us are facing teachers. We just had a great conversation in our last podcast with uh, John Scholl, superintendent of Chino Valley School District. 
his challenges with not only finding teachers, but where to house them. Um, you want to talk about what you're doing now and what we're doing as a team um, with the magazine in terms of addressing those issues? Yeah, I think part of it is just to put the issue out there, to start the dialogue. Uh, nobody's really put it out there in a way to say, here's a topic, let's talk about it. Uh, they've thrown it out there in in a manner of, here's a problem, we have to stop it. And, and they, there's not, like, the, the conversation's not there. Right. And I think what we all know, if we, if we think about it, if you think about just a business or a machine or an organization, if you just turn it off, it dies. Right? So, water. If we just say we have to stop, that's not going to solve our water problem. It won't. So, what we have to do is say, well, what are we doing right? that we need to do more of what's, what are we doing? That's maybe not right. That's hurting the situation that we need to do less of. And how can we encourage both of those behaviors? And I think what we're doing with the magazine, especially this next edition, TG magazine with trades is to bring up these different trades that are the fabric of our community. And I really like that we're starting with trades because these are the, the guys and the gals that are out there every day that are really making our quality of life better. Yep. And nobody really recognizes them. You know, it's always the, the, the running back or the wide receiver spiking the touchdown in the end zone that gets right. all the recognition, but the lineman laid a block down that made it happen. Right. And, you know, our trades are, are the linemen out there and they right. make it happen. They build our roads. They give us a quality ride home. They, they lay infrastructure down. So we have water and we have a phone and we have all these things. And, and it's those guys and gals that put it down there. And I think it's time to celebrate them. Mm -hmm. uh, and, and educate. Cause I think so often people assume they know, but what I've learned in watching what you're putting together in this magazine is like, wow, there's a lot we don't know. And, right. and we got to get their story. We don't know their life. We assume we know. Yep. Right. And yeah. that's the worst position to be in. So I think that's part of it is just to, to share these stories of, and, and what can we learn from them? Uh, what, what I've learned is, is they really have a good pulse on the community. Right. And, and they really have, they're not out there um, on the podium giving a big speech or a big rally, but they're quietly doing their job and they have a really good pulse on the community. Right. With TG Magazine centric to this is really what people are going to read in almost the center of the magazine is your invite um, to begin discussing all these issues, the magic G word growth, yeah. water, uh, development, design of a community. Um, there's a lot of unknowns out there or a lot of, I could say, misinformation that we're seeing. Like, for example, online, I always see these things like, why don't we bring in a supermarket? Or how come the town didn't bring in a supermarket? Or why didn't you guys over at Fane bring in this? And I think folks don't understand is who really is responsible for that? We know the answer. I don't want to give the spoiler alert because that'll be a future podcast, yeah. but there is somebody that's responsible for that. But I can give you a hint. There's not the town. It's probably not us. That's right. So it's those types of questions, and there's hundreds of them to address. I don't think anybody's ever opened up and shared that information in, in a way that is in a consistent story format or a regular basis, I should say. Um, to just inform people and then get together and start talking about it. 
mm-hmm. right? And that's just what's been frustrating to watch as an observer that then tells the stories. Um, we're not informing people, I think, the way we should. When I say we, I'm not pointing out fan group. I'm, I'm saying as general as a community, I think yeah. we all are subject matter experts in our own right. And all of us that are subject matter experts need to start coming together to share that information so that it creates conversation. Yeah, I think that's it. And I think, you know, a lot of people are moving here from large communities, um, Metro Phoenix, pick your big city, USA, they're moving here from somewhere. And it's generally more densely populated than here. And I think these models that these businesses use to site select where they want to go and how they want to go and what the demographics are looking at. You can't see it well when you're in a major metropolitan area because the population is so heavy everywhere. Right. You just say, Hey, there's one popping up on every corner. Why can't we get one in Prescott Valley or, or this region? And when you have our region and the population isn't as nearly as dense as a Phoenix or an LA or Chicago, their model be, is is showcased more. And what people see it as, they interpret it as frustration. Why can't we get a grocery store out in viewpoint? Or why can't we get a grocery store somewhere else? Or why can't we get a second Costco? Or, you know, what happened to our Sam's Why Club? can't we get a second Costco? <laughs> you know, they have their model, right? right. And when you're in Phoenix or, or whatnot, you don't see the model as well because there's so many people. But when you're up here, it's like, well, it works here. It won't work over there. And they have their model and they're, don't, don't, you're giving it away. I'm not, not. We're going to keep it a secret. But but I think that's what I would just say is is some of those topics are exasperated in a smaller community. Right. They use the same principles as they use in a major city. It's, we see it more here. Sure. So that's just one of dozens, if not hundreds, of questions and things that I think that's what you want to address in this ongoing uh, conversation, whether it's weekly, biweekly, or monthly in, I guess, podcast format, uh, leveraging not only uh, our streaming service with uh, Cast 11 and our podcast channel, but also uh, in the magazine and uh, frequently on uh, Signals AZ. Um, Do you want to talk about maybe some of the things that you would like to talk about and share where that's going to go? I would, but but first I want to touch on something there is kind of the why. Okay. You know, as you know, I love, I like to learn. Right. And a big part of our culture at Fane Signature Group is learning and talking glass media comes over and we, and we work different things together. And I think part of the reason of the why of bringing it to the public, why are we bringing these topics out is I recognize we're, we're not subject matter experts in everything. We don't know every absolute angle on every single topic. And if we can get a broader conversation going civilly, more collaboratively, respectfully among the parties, we'll learn just as much as they'll learn. And it's an opportunity for us to learn too. And what I know is no one person can do this and it takes a community to move a community forward. And so that's kind of the why we want to do it is to, is there's a lot of knowledge out there too. Like we want to share ours, but I'm also looking for what they can share with us. Um, And so that's part of the why. And then, you know, some of the topics, Obviously, trades, we're launching with that. Right. Um, we can't miss the obvious one, water. Uh, there's a lot of experts that we hope to get in here and just looking at it from different perspectives, maybe perspectives people aren't thinking of uh, about water and um, the types of developments and how they manage water 
to kind of have that discussion so people understand, oh, that development uses water this way. They recycle it that way. This development over here, this is how they use water. Maybe they don't recycle it. And just so people have more of an awareness of what's happening. Uh, so water's always a big one. Um, housing, I think that's the big one. Another magic word. Oh, <laughs> and, and you know, in our in our office, we have been working since, you know, what, five, six years now on trying to solve how do we build the next housing project um, at the lower price, more affordable, more attainable. Uh, we don't want to keep, you know, we can keep designing projects that are beautiful and people will keep paying the rent, but we recognize as a company that we're pricing a big section of the, of the market out of housing. And so we're really working hard to solve how to not do that and to solve for a housing that's um, beautiful like Homestead, uh, has amenities that people are proud to call home and they want to live there. Uh, and it's not for a group of people, but it's allows a group of people to join everybody else and live together. Uh, that's really the vision. And so it's kind of like a higher calling for the company sure. of, of for the housing is like, it's just like with trades. We need our trades. We need our teachers. We need our police. We need our nurses. But if they can't live here, what's going to happen to our community? Right. And that's a concern of ours. So I heard the word we, and maybe people think you're referring to FSG, but maybe also that we is more of a collective as a whole in the region because it takes a lot of different entities. Yeah. It's not just about the landowner and the builder. There's the financial tools that cost money. There's utilities, there's taxes and all these permitting and, and design and yeah. architects that go into designing these places. And it sounds like it's really going to take a collaboration to get to that new housing model with all those costs. I think so. It's definitely a we and a we as community, right. the entire community. And we all have to come together. You know, it's simply stated, it's economics 101, supply and demand. Housing is going up in price primarily because there's a shortage based on the demand in our market. So therefore people can charge a premium. Uh, we know it's also going up because of rising costs and, and the inflationary factors we're dealing with. But by and large, it's economics. But I think there's also another way we can try to work with others to come up with a more affordable product out there for the community to enjoy. So, so we embrace everybody that wants to live here and call Prescott Valley home right. and not just a few. So are you, are you inviting different organizations, businesses, subject matter experts to come in and talk? Is that what yeah, you want to do? I, I think I am. I think we'll be reaching out to people. It'll be a subject matter experts so we can learn together. We can get different perspectives. It'll be, I would love to have just citizens here to come express, Hey, I moved here for this reason. This is the concern I have now. And this is what I worry about when I go to home at night. Um, so we can learn together and we can, we can begin to understand each other a little bit. I think the citizens have just as much of a voice in this as subject matter experts. Uh, but it's a little bit of both and, right. and bringing people together, maybe even some panels, getting two, three, four people at the table, uh, to have more of a round table discussion. So when people, you know, if they lend us a, a few minutes of their day, they can maybe get a broader perspective from other people. Is the end goal to help create something and get forward movement on more attainable, more affordable housing? A perfect, a perfect outcome, I'm guessing, would be 
your financial institutions, your foundations, your landowners, your builders, your educators like Yavapai College get together and they find a solution to create housing for first responders, teachers, lower income. That's a place that people can be proud of. Absolutely. And, and so I don't know what it is. We're, we're trying to design it. We're trying to create it because right. uh, it, it, it's slipping through our community. It was here at one point. And now it's slipping through and becoming harder and harder to attain. I can tell you what, in my mind, I don't think it is, but I'm not sure. But I don't think it's public housing. I don't think it's government subsidized housing. Uh, when I look at those in older communities, they always be, they're always the the rundown area of the of the community. And I'm like, I don't we we don't want that. We don't want to say, oh, that's that's their project over there. I want them woven into the fabric of the of the community because I got to imagine that the the family of two living in, in a neighborhood would love to have a teacher or a police officer or a fireman live down the street from them. And well, I know my wife would like a fireman living down the street. <laughs> well, that's a whole nother topic. <laughs> We're not talking about that today, but, <laughs> but yeah, I just, you know, we don't want to separate people. Right. I think our goal is to be able to bring people together. Cause I think that makes our community richer right. and people enjoy being together. I think. So I think what I heard, was that Brad Fain, Fain Synergy Group, is uh, opening the door and offering people to come in and talk, different organizations, mm -hmm. businesses, individuals. Um, we'll do two things is you can put down comments or questions you'd like us to address, you want Brad to address mm -hmm. in future podcasts. And I should also mention his brother Ron couldn't make today, but we're going to have him on too doing the same thing. Yeah. Um, but if you'd like to email questions, you can email them to info at talkingglass.media, and we'll put that up on the screen, as well as if you want to put questions or requests in the comments, you can do that as well. Um, and again, you have an invite from the publisher that you wrote in TG Magazine in this next trades edition uh, that is inviting people to this conversation. Absolutely. So be looking for that um, in the next edition. We also want to thank Yapai College, who's become a great partner with us at Talking Glass Media to share the opportunities that they're providing through uh, their Career Technical Education Center in, in Prescott near the airport. It's a pretty amazing place if you ever get the opportunity to walk through it. Um, I believe the program has 19 different programs and one of those programs has like three sub-programs. So there's a total of like 22 to 24 programs over four campuses throughout central Arizona. Uh -huh. But it's a it's a really interesting time. I'm I'm happy that we've we've coaxed you to finally <laughs> start talking, and it's a really important time, right? It's just it's it's an incredibly interesting time right now between the economy, the growth, all our environmental issues. It's just there's lots of things to discuss. There there are lots, and and my hope in us opening this platform to have these conversations that we bring our community together that we create less friction doesn't mean we won't disagree. I'm not saying that like everybody's going to agree with, with one person. It's actually means we won't always agree, but we'll find a way to not agree civilly. Right. And we'll respect each other's opinions and differences. And that will allow us to go forward. So I don't know where this is going to go. Right. I don't know what conversations we're going to have, but my hope is that it's, it's civil, it's professional and it's done in a matter where we can be respectful of one another. And I think that will help start to pull us together as a community 
and get rid of that that noise that's on the periphery that I think is just really trying to tug us apart. Right. We need to, you know, as a country, we need to stop that. But let's just start with with our community first, and we'll see where we go from there. Community first. You heard it. Uh, that's another edition of Cast Eleven, and again. Uh, info at talkingglass.media if you'd like to pose a question for Brad and get ready to see more of them. Thanks, Great. Man. Thanks, guy. Appreciate it. Yep. Bye.